0: Humble Holding Up is sponsored by the North Coast Co-op and Humboldt Hydroponics. You know uh, the North Coast Co-op—no mystery that it's the favorite grocery store of Humboldt Holding Up. We go there for lunch all the time. Andrew, I know you love the solids, also and- the poke
1: bowls. But I shouldn't <laughs> say it. I shouldn't say that out loud because then there'll be a rush on the poke bowl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, whatever it is that you love, they've got it there at the North Coast Co-op. Go check them out at both Arcata and Eureka
1: and humble hydroponics they are located at 1302 union street that is uh, right next to the broadway cinema unless in case you don't have a map in in your brain uh you can visit them there and their knowledgeable staff will help you with all your growing needs humble hydroponics locally owned and operated It's humble holding up. your podcast uh, for folks, humble folks, even. Yeah. Probably almost
0: exclusively.
1: I <laughs> mean, maybe not even for them. It's uh, <laughs> my name's Andrew Goff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I'm Stephanie McGeary. Uh, I'm very excited today because on the show we're going to be talking to Patrick Cleary, who we know a little bit because. He's the guy who signs our paychecks, uh, technically, so disclosure on that. He is the owner of Lost Coast Communications, also former executive director of the Humboldt Area Foundation, but mostly today we're going to be talking to him about his role as the organizer of Humboldt Folklife Festival, which is returning to Blue Lake this coming weekend.
1: And if you've never been to the the Humboldt uh, Folklife Fest. I, you know, first of all, it's in, it's in Blue Lake, so it's it's always just the weather's a little bit nicer out there. It's and nice. And the they 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 have it at Del Arte in the amphitheater, the, um, and that I would argue is one of the more magical stages that we have, uh, in this county. And Absolutely. so you know, we lost uh, the the festival as we did with many things for two years because of the pandemic. This year, it's coming back uh, in a limited. Uh, capacity but uh some of the, the the most favorite acts of the festival are returning you got uh absinthe quintet you got uh sorry absinthe quartet quartet I always, now <laughs> i got my i gotta update my math constantly on that one huckleberry <laughs> flint um but uh i don't need to sell it because we have patrick cleary here and he uh bleeds folk yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's get yeah. him in here and he can uh drop some 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 passion for the for the music. Drop and, some bulky uh,
0: knowledge on us.
1: Yeah. So come on in, Patrick.
0: Hey guys. Hey, hi Patrick. Going? Good.
1: So Patrick, where where are you uh coming to us from? Because yeah. I know I know you know, we're recording this at, at Thursday afternoon, and but you, 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 I pitched one time to you. You said no, we got to do it this time, which leads me to believe that you're still scheduling things in your life, which I, I shame on you. I don't think you should be doing that.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm two weeks out from surgery now. I mean, I'm like you know, you know, just uh, routine things, but you know, there's, um,
0: you know, okay. some business
2: stuff, some folk
1: life stuff, some medical stuff, uh, some dog okay. stuff, and. So people don't know you just you just had a a hip replacement surgery and yeah I
2: have a bionic hip
1: what uh, how yeah what's what is what does that procedure entail? <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> oh, we're, okay. we're just, we'll just go into your medical <laughs> like, you know, just, yeah. try, just yeah. right off the top
2: yeah no I mean no they just go in and you know replace um, the top of your leg bone and the bottom of your hip bone with titanium uh, ball and socket and um you know and it's simple
0: uh, just a simple it's really
2: simple yeah it they
0: it just go hours. on in just well, <laughs> takes about an
1: hour yeah wow. but wow. we joke we joke about it but, but you're up and walking very yeah. soon after the surgery right
2: yeah. uh yeah no i was walking that night uh i'm now up to uh walking about 20 minutes a day wow okay um great. yeah unassisted no yeah. walker
0: that's great okay. wow yeah. yeah and probably like I mean, I imagine that it is alleviating some pain, right? I mean, getting this yeah. yeah.
1: The pain was significant.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I well, I hope you're you're good enough to walk between uh, Del Arte and the lager bar, uh, because <laughs> coming up, you know, so like a, a good portion of the time we've, we've done this podcast, you know, has been devoted to like chronicling the things we as a community lost as a result of uh, the COVID bummer. These days, thankfully, we seem to get to talk more about things that are coming back. Um, and this coming week, by the time this airs, uh, an event that I know is near and dear to your heart, Patrick, is, is coming back uh, after two-year hiatus. Uh, Humboldt Folk Life Festival will return July 14th 15th and 16th um, in a in a slightly reduced capacity it's three days instead of the usual week-long fest but but you're doing it yeah um, we're, we're, we're doing it yeah. we're, uh, we're, we're doing
2: it all outdoors you know in uh, just uh, out of ca- caution for COVID yeah. Reasons. The thing. Um, and yeah just the three days and um, you know Thursday Friday Saturday and the um the Saturday off, free all day festival, slightly scaled down to one stage instead yeah. of two, but
0: yeah.
1: um, still nine hours worth of music. And so you know, so we'll, we'll yeah, so we'll, we'll get we'll get to like the whole like rundown of yeah. of, of things and they But just like, how, do, how does it feel to to be able to offer again a, a place for community? You know, to gather, drink beer, listen to music. We're all going to look at <laughs> each other in, in the face and and see what the last two years have done to each other? uh, How how does it feel?
2: Well, you know, I'll be somewhat honest. I've done this for 20 plus years now. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind if somebody else wanted to offer it.
1: (laughs) Um,
2: You know, I I feel like, you know, it's a good time to probably pass the torch, but having accepting
1: applications. Yes.
2: Yeah. um, You know, it it seemed that uh, the only way it was going to happen was if um, I called some of the um, old crew together and uh, said, come on guys, we need to make this happen. And and, then, you know, I I think it's important, you know, I mean, you know, just to back up even further, I mean, what's, you know, and Stephanie, you may not know much about this, but you know, the Folklife Society has been around for over 40 years now um, and, you know, it's really a a place to celebrate um, participation in music and dance, you know, that the idea, you know, not that we just go and watch somebody else do this, but that we, you know, we have a chance to perform, we have a chance to dance, we have a, uh, a chance to you know, make it accessible to people. And so that's really the mission. So, you know, it's really, um, you know, sort of a celebration of our local uh, music community, which is really um, exceptional in a lot of ways. I mean, we have, we are blessed with a lot of uh, musicians and um, you know, and I think it's, um, uh, it's really important to remember that, to give thanks for that um, and to come together. And I think one of the things about the Folklife Festival is that a lot of the working musicians never get a chance to see each other play because they're Great. too busy doing their own thing.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, here's a situation where well i'm playing at two o'clock you're playing at five o'clock okay i'll stick around wow you guys are good i haven't seen you guys in years right. and so it kind of becomes this sort of musician community right um uh, to a large degree so I, i'm pretty excited about it yeah. uh, i'm excited that it's happening you know i think that we will in fact pull it off uh last year <laughs> um, unfortunately we um we canceled the Buddy Brown Blues Festival just a couple of days beforehand because the COVID situation was getting worse. But um, yeah. I'm hopeful now, you know, with it being outdoors and obviously, uh, you know, we're encouraging people to even wear masks outdoors. But you know, I, I think all the uh, research points to outdoors is significantly safer than indoors, yeah. um, and so yeah, we're gonna we're
0: gonna
2: make this happen.
0: Well, I. I- I have to confess you know you're saying like that i'm i might not know <laughs> i've uh i've been around humboldt for a while though i i grew up here and i even lived in in blue lake for some of my childhood but i have to confess i'm not even totally sure if i have been to the folk Life festival like <laughs> Just to... i've got i've probably gone... <laughs> remember Well, the reason, uh, let me say, and and I'm sure you could, is that Blue Lake, especially, like there are so many festivals in in Blue Lake and like during the summertime, Blue Lake just kind of almost becomes this like ongoing, like one long ongoing festival. Like you said, we have, you know, Badawat, formerly Mad River Festival, Folklife the, the yeah. buddy Brown Annie blues Mary's festival Ma- Annie and mary days it's like october some,
2: fest uh, yeah. sometimes yeah. it's
0: kind of hard like june yeah june july through like october it's kind of hard to know where one ends and one begins sometimes <laughs> i'm like what festival am i at right now i don't know um,
2: yeah. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> and, and the folk life festival really is part of Badawa. yeah uh, it's part of the 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 old um Mad River Festival, as Delarte used used to call it,
0: right. um,
2: we uh, affiliated with them over 20 years ago, um, as part of um, you know this idea of you know um, being able to uh, have them offer more than just theater, um, and right. it, we're kind of blessed in a lot of ways because we're really the only outside organization that Delarte lets use their facilities. Uh, and if, you, if you've been there, I mean, that the amphitheater is one of the most beautiful spots uh, to see music, yeah. um, especially on a nice warm sum, summer day, you know, with the sun setting and Huckleberry Flint up on the stage. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's like, you know. It's, 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 it's um, always 10
1: degrees warmer in Blue Lake.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Blue Lake is the best.
2: Yeah. And so, um, but, th- you know, a lot of people have not been to folk Life um i mean you know you know we get um you know the the amphitheater holds about 300 350 people uh though i'm pretty sure on the free saturday we've had a lot more than that in there
1: we won't um, we, we won't sell the blue lick fire <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we don't know we're not taking tickets you know, <laughs> we don't know how many people are here yeah they just um, wandered in but
2: they just they're having a good time so yeah. um
1: yeah.
2: and um you know so um you know, this year, again, just three days, but, you know, we used to do some indoor stuff. We've done songwriter nights. We've done international music nights. We've done jazz nights. uh, We've done all sorts of, you know, various things. We did comedy night one year. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, But then the other thing we do on Saturdays, we do uh, workshops and lessons and uh, it's a chance for people to, um, you know, um, you know if you always wanted to play the banjo you know here's somebody who's got you started on it uh you know or the fiddle or you know uh we're gonna have a a songwriting workshop this year and um yeah, and, and then of course the the all-time favorite uh the beatles sing along
1: yeah uh, noted noted folk band the beatles yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> always always brings it <laughs> brings the crowd yeah Joel, joel's signed up he's going to do it again i believe yeah. okay pretty right. sure we're working out the last details right now who's going to help him out but uh yeah okay.
2: um yeah you know and that brings up the question is what is folk music yeah. uh, and you know i i think it was big bill brunsey who said uh it's all folk music i ain't never heard a horse make none of it yeah
1: uh, <laughs> You know. Yeah, like for for example, I noticed like on the on the Saturday lineup you have, have a Mariachi de Humble. Yeah, we're uh, excited which about that. which I think which I think you you know when your eyes first go over it, you're like, wait a minute, and then but you know as as you uh, reason it in your brain, you're like, no, absolutely, that's that's uh, that's somebody's folk music for sure. Yeah,
2: and I and I think we're we're very excited that they're. Uh, they're coming. They're uh, based out of Humboldt State. It's some uh, students and uh, a faculty advisor, and um, you know, and it, it's brought up an interesting um, discussion for us about uh, diversity in music. And um, you know, I think to some extent, um, we have been correctly accused of being sort of, a, um, you know, a pretty white festival. Um, you know. And, and I think we're really trying to take a look at that and trying to bring in some more diversity. But I think one of the things you know, we've found is, um, so you know, we do this festival on a shoestring. Uh, you know, I think you know, by the time we pay for the rental, the sound, uh, uh, the publicity, the you know, sort of expenses and things like that, uh, and we pay the bands, but we don't pay the bands nearly enough, um, you know, so we're doing this on like, a, you know, like a little more than $5,000, mm-hmm. know,
0: like, Wow,
2: it's not a oh, lot man. of money. Um, uh, and, um, and, you know, we pay the bands like a hundred dollars and, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, younger bands and, uh, people, you know, they have jobs, you know, they can't afford to just take the day off to, you know give us a an hour set for you know money when they're losing a whole day's worth of pay Uh, and so one of the things we're really going to try to do is um you know uplift the musicians more and um and see if we can pay them more money uh for their efforts um you know when i first got involved everybody played for free sure and um and and the, the the tribute to folk life was that we could do a week's worth of music have over 40 acts not pay anybody and have people really mad at me that they weren't asked to play Um, (laughs) you know um you know because everybody a lot of people do want to play but i think we're going to definitely uh be looking at you know how do we bring more from you know different cultures um we did do a Native American night for a couple of years.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and the thing we learned about that was that um, in the Native culture, music and dance are sacred. They're, they're not for entertainment. They're not yeah. to be put up on the stage. You know, they're, they're part of a, you know, a deeply held um, set of values and culture. And so, you know, uh, we're going to try to revisit that. In the future, and see if there's something we can do uh, to highlight that in a culturally
1: appropriate way. Yeah. yeah. Well, are, I, I thought. Oh, go ahead, Steph.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say. Well, with you know, it seems like it's also important part of, of folk life to be able to keep at least this one. You know, have a, a free segment. You know, to to keep it more accessible. For the public, but how how do you envision being able to to support the bands, offer the bands more financial support in in the future? You know, is it just from ticket sales or how can you do that?
2: Yeah, we do ticket sales uh, during the week that helps us pay for the cost right now. I think we're going to do more um, outreach in terms of sponsorships, more outreach in terms of memberships and maybe even a little grant writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, cause we are, we are a nonprofit, um, and, and see if we can, um, you know, beef up that side of things. And the other part that I think is really important for us that I want to focus on, you know, kind of post pandemic is the teaching and the lessons and that aspect of things. Yeah. You know, I, I, think that, uh, again, um, uh, where we're different than like just an, uh, A presenting organization is that we 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 want you to play yeah we want you to pick up your instrument we want you to sing we want you to dance you know and and you know actually on the dance part of it i'm really excited we're going to have our first barn dance um since march of uh, 2020 Um,
0: yes called by Lindsay battle yes friend Uh, of of ours uh,
2: yes and uh (laughs) and uh the um uh the cider mill creek and it's going to be outside in front of Del arte out on the street so that you know because you know one of the concerns we've had about dances obviously is you got a bunch of people inside huffing and puffing um it's probably not great for the COVID spread it's yeah
1: (laughs) super spreader barn dance yeah no Uh,
2: so um so we're very excited and we're going to do that for free. So well, I thought I thought 15th, we would
1: go maybe as as, as you're starting to get yeah. into some of the events of the of the folk life maybe that we would just go you know go down the list of, sure. the, of the three nights and you can kind of be uh, be the dun king and, and and sell these fights you know like uh <laughs> uh so on, yeah on, on on Thursday uh in in the uh, Rooney amphitheater uh you have you have uh well do you you you, you want to go down the yeah. the list of bands that you're you're offering sure. Thursday night yeah, and we're starting
2: a, a little bit earlier than we used to on uh, Thursday because we wanted to squeeze an extra band in. So uh, we're starting at 5 o'clock on Thursday the 14th. And I'm really excited because we're making folk life history here where it's going to be our first
1: okay. surf rock. I was going to say, I didn't know that, I didn't know that uh, yeah. name, Starhoppers. I don't know.
0: Okay. Yeah, you, surf you, you, rock. Pop, All right. you
1: know you know Paul Beatty from... Um, oh, okay, uh, yes,
2: from, yeah. from the old the, uh, people. Old, yeah, so it's Paul and uh ross raleigh and i'm not, i can't remember the other fellow's name so yeah we're gonna okay. do a little surf rock to go. warm everybody up
0: all right uh, i'm here for that right i love me, I love me some surf rock yeah <laughs>
2: no and Paul paul's a very talented musician so all we right really wanted to try to get him in and that's that's a new band uh that's kind of you know come up during the pandemic and then um we got the bayou swamis uh so a little zydeco cajun action just to get everybody warmed up yeah festival veterans yes oh yes very known around
0: here yeah
2: yeah they've probably been around uh close to at least 25 years maybe 30 yeah um old veterans and then we have another new band that's come up uh through the pandemic uh canary and the vamp uh, yeah
0: we were listening to them a little bit again because we weren't really familiar prior to this listening a little bit before yeah. before this and they, they've, they, they've nice. been they've
1: been playing playing out a lot you know yeah. half, half of half of absent uh in in that group mm-hmm. right yeah well you know uh bev twist who's the lead
2: singer was in the bells of the levy
1: yeah
2: and okay. she's um she's a extraordinary musician she yeah. plays many instruments uh and then they've just recruited um Alistair page on the pedal steel. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, they get a little swingy jazzy, um, you know, um,
1: but really fun material. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her and, uh, John's harmonies sound really good. Yeah. 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 So we're really
2: excited to have them. And then of course, um, we get Huckleberry Flint and we get them, um, two days before the land trust gig. Um, that they have. <laughs> so, um, um, you know but that's been a tradition huckleberry flint has played our festival um i think probably every year but one since 2003 or something yeah. like
1: and in, that. and in and in lots of different iterations the that that band has has really evolved in in their time uh at least on the on the folk life stage yeah
2: yeah no i mean when they first when we first got them in you know um our our friend uh, mike Dronkers was Uh, tugging on my sleeve and said hey i I know these guys they have a little bluegrass band you'll like them you know can you squeeze them in the festival and uh, i said what's their name he said huckleberry flint and uh look what they've become so um yeah
1: Yeah.
2: so we're we're very excited to have him so that's our thursday night uh we're putting tickets on sale july 1st so as by the time this podcast goes live
1: Yeah. yeah
2: um Humboldtfolklife.com. Um and I have to say com because uh during the pandemic we sort of got a little sloppy and we let humbledfolklife.org <laughs> slip and somebody took it.
1: Uh okay. And and so, did they did um, they take it surreptitiously? Is there is there something yeah, they took whor- horrible there
2: now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't go there. <laughs> oh,
1: sure. go. Of
2: course you're going there because I told you not to go
1: there. Yeah, yeah, org Let's see. That's Andrew. Um, oh, nothing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, don't go there. <laughs> yeah,
0: don't go there, right? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.com. Yeah. Yeah. Dot
0: com. <laughs> okay. humblefolklife.com All right.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. then um uh, again, as we you know, to do my Don King and Best impersonation and go back to the schedule <laughs> on Friday. Uh again, barn dance outdoors in front of Del Arte on the street. Uh yeah. Battle calling and uh Cider Mill Creek playing, and that's from four to six. That's a free thing. Uh definitely fun for the kids. Yeah. And that uh at six o'clock, we're going into the amphitheater and um we've got the um the handshakers. Um who have resurrected themselves and uh, some good ho- sort of hockey tonk Americana country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, we've got another first uh, at after that, we've got our first Grateful <laughs> Dead cover band.
1: I was to say, and it's kind of remarkable it took this long.
0: Yeah, right? that's actually, a, a, I think, a, you played, a
1: point you of played, pride. You played, <laughs> you, you played a solid defense up until this point, Patrick, but eventually the Deadheads, uh, they overtook well, you.
2: Yeah. At, at what point does something become traditional? And, you know, if Jerry Garcia, oh, well, di- yeah. Jerry Garcia died 25 years ago? I think ninety-four, wasn't it? Yeah, ninety-five or something yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I think at this point they've lapsed into the you know American tradition. Mm-hmm.
1: Ab- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. It, it, you can justify it to yourself. I yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. I'd say yes.
1: dead on, yeah. Well yeah, dead we'll on. Hear. And that should, yeah. you know,
2: between uh, you know, them and then uh closing act of
1: absent quartet. You know, we should decide. We should have some dancing on Friday night.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, and and That's absinthe. Like this, this is. Would you say like absinthe was one of the first bands to you know come along to really challenge the perception of what was going to be allowed in the folk life fest? Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, you know the, the first one was the Rubberneckers.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah.
2: the Rubbernecks was was the Dylan. Uh, does Newport moment okay because of going electric
1: and, yeah. yeah
2: yeah you know that that was when all the old timers looked at me and said why are these people playing the festival and all the young people said <laughs> who are these people playing the festival They're great <laughs> um, yeah but you know Absinthe at least you know had the traditional instruments I mean they still yes. have a banjo yes you know yes. I mean granted it's an electric banjo yeah it's like a trojan <laughs> you know?
1: it's, a, it's a trojan horse and uh, you...
2: yeah there's a long tradition of um fusion in the traditional music world and uh, yeah Absin-
0: absolutely
2: has definitely done that um yeah. and uh they're they're a fan favorite and um you know uh definitely good for um you know getting people up out of their seats and um and, and they, you know they're all excellent musicians so
1: it's especially it's especially fun to dance to absinthe on that slope uh, of the amphitheater. That's just, it's so uh, we will we'll need everyone to sign waivers before uh, you attend attend the absinthe show.
2: Yeah, my, my my doctor says I'm not ready to dance on. The okay, slope. Oh, the, the, the hip's okay. not that
1: uh, healed yet.
2: Okay. No, no, okay, gut, most definitely not. All right, uh, and so then the uh, the next day is. Um, on Saturday we're starting the music as we usually do at 11 a.m yeah. and uh, we've got the um, Academy Fiddlers coming with Blake Ritter uh, yeah
0: Blake Ritter I, it's, I went to high school with with Blake and okay. uh, he was like star flip fitter yeah I can't even say that word he was the star fiddle player all the way back then and uh uh yeah really really talented musician so that's exciting yeah.
2: he won some sort of ireland all ireland fiddle contest
0: he did yeah i can't remember what year or the name but yes yeah. I, I do know that he he won a, a, an award was yeah impressive. so yeah so
1: these are so you're kicking off what are these like his his students these are his students an, yeah an, an army of his students are going to take the stage and uh And adorably fiddle. Yeah. Um that yeah, army might be a strong word.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That makes it sound a little skip, a little frightening. (laughs) People should be
2: ready. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and um and then uh Blake will be coming back uh after a short break.
1: Uh, to um, play some bluegrass with Rich Kearns. I feel like All you're right. skipping over a band, Patrick. Yeah, I now wait a minute.
0: You a skipped <laughs> right over something at yeah, 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 noon. Yeah. Now why yeah, might that at I see this noon, band Backseat Drivers. Who, yeah, who, yeah. who, who are, might who be in bums? that? Yeah. Who are
2: these bums? Yeah, they're they're a bunch of old retired white folks um, <laughs> trying to play acoustic blues. And uh yeah. and yeah. yes, that, that is my band. Uh I just saying,
1: how how many how many different bands have you played in on uh, at the folk folklife fest? Um yeah, sit sit with that one for a minute.
0: <laughs> I, I think three. Oh, okay. Oh really? Hey,
1: only three? It? Okay. Only three.
2: And, and I have never played on the Rooney stage.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's true. You, you're a street street stage performer. Uh yeah. proud of it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Or or, or any a Merry Day or the, the kickoff right. or yeah, I've never played on yeah. that one. But uh yeah, no, the, and the backseat drivers have been around since ninety six we or oh, so. Wow. Or okay. Best they can best they can remember. But I only joined a couple of, I joined right before COVID. Okay. Yeah. And they're an acoustic blues band. And so I'm playing um, blues mandolin.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay, now talking about some fusion, that's kind of different. Yeah.
2: It's actually very traditional. If you really? go back to the 1930s or so, there were a lot of the early bands. Um, you had um, um, some, you know, black um, mandolin players um, yeah. you know, um, who were part of the early repertoire. Uh, so what do you what
1: do you what do you end up playing? Like what, what kind of what 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 hole do you fill in the band? What what are you strumming? Are you are you picking out leads on mandolin? Both,
2: Both. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot of rhythm. I actually, yeah. actually have a resonator mandolin
0: that okay. I'll
2: be playing. Um so it it'll but um yeah no it's um it it's kind of like I you know I think of myself as sort of the rhythm guitar player. Okay. And then we have yeah. got a slide guitar player, a harmonica player, and um, and a bass player, and uh, wow. uh, and they're um, uh, two retired doctors and a retired nurse. So okay. uh, we uh, managed to do good COVID protocols while we rehearsed through. Uh, the last couple of years is there
1: a doctor in the house turns out there was yeah
2: there were two yeah
1: <laughs>
2: what do you think hey. is this safe out here so you know. yeah now no, no. Alan Glasseroff and Ann Lindsay and then Frank yeah. Anderson on um uh harmonica and you know okay. I, I think you know it should be fun
1: yeah. you do, do you sing do you sing songs in this group Patrick
2: I sing one song I, okay. I sing my famous song about uh the boss okay yeah you've, probably, you've heard that i think I've,
1: I've heard i've heard that at a christmas yeah. party or two
2: yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay. we should say we, we stephanie i don't know if you know that andrew played the full festival when you oh, know yes
1: uh, <laughs> i'm not
0: i mean i'm not surprised i don't know if i i knew that well, exactly but
1: uh, i was uh, this is punishment for embarrassment okay yeah you, you i was writing high on my uh who poops and peed on the bank songwriting credit and and patrick uh foolishly uh asked if i would play the songwriter night just assuming if i had done that that i had other material to share <laughs> but uh it, so was you mo- played- it, was mo- it was mostly that yeah so okay. you just played who
0: pooped and peed on the bank at four the- times four <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and encore yeah yeah <laughs> <Just separate. laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, okay. no, he, he, Andrew's
2: very modest. He
1: was, he was quite good.
0: I know okay. that he is actually a good musician.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway,
1: so at 2 PM, we have
0: uh,
1: <laughs> the, the,
2: the Mariachi de Humboldt.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. That's going to be a, a, a lot of fun.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
1: What like How big of a, how big of a, a band is that? I think there's six people. Okay. okay, this is this this is a serious assault of, of mariachi sounds on your ears. Yeah, yeah, and, and we try to do that with the arc of the
2: day a little bit too. Is that we start out with the smaller groups and then we start building them bigger and bigger. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, so that um, uh, by the time we get to the end of the day, we're we're really rocking and rolling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Within a folk context, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And so then at, at at three o'clock we have of course the Compost Mountain Boys because it wouldn't be a folk life festival without the compost at least a few times yeah
0: yes so,
2: yeah they usually just play once the festival but they yeah. they're going strong and then um, at, at four o'clock um, the uh, Kingfoot's coming back
1: Kingfoot Kingfoot is one of my favorites because you know it's it's three stringed instruments. And yet, you would think it's a it's a full on like they 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 produce a big sound for what they they have at their disposal.
2: Yeah, they, that's a, that's well said. Yeah, yeah, they really do. They really get people up and going and then uh at the point when kevin stands on his base
1: it's, it's uh, you know it's coming and they, you just sit there waiting for it <laughs>
2: yeah uh and everybody like you know is it gets totally excited because he's doing he's playing 100 miles an hour while standing on the base so it's,
1: yeah uh, did he ever like i feel like i dreamed this Don't, to Confirm for me this never actually happened but he never actually had like pyrotechnics shoot out of the head of his base right i just like I, I feel like my brain constructed that memory <laughs> because it because it really wanted or needed it but I, that yeah. you've never actually seen that right
2: i i i, I don't recall that um okay. and uh there's no photographic evidence of that <laughs> uh, put in the but, word
1: that maybe this is the year
2: yeah yeah, yeah. i'll talk to, i'll talk to kevin about thanks for the sound <laughs>
0: is just so powerful that that's what you experienced in your mind you just uh, maybe that's it. it okay yes, so, yes yeah. <laughs>
2: Or, or maybe something you ate earlier. You know?
1: well, well, there's, there's also that. always that. <laughs> there's great burrito trucks at every football festival. <laughs> yes, yeah, so and we will have food there, you know, once
2: again. <laughs> okay. Five o'clock, we have a new bluegrass band in the 70s. There was a band called Fickle Hill that was a bluegrass band. And, uh, and that had uh, a number of um, the old timers, Brooks Otis, um, uh, Mike Manitas, better known as Spumoni to a lot of people, Gary Grounds, um, Ken Jorgensen was in it for a short period of time, and they were like the like the the first um, bluegrass band. Well, a, a group of younger guys have uh, sort of taken up the mantle and are, are uh, reviving the name. Um, and it's uh, Michael Walker, you may know, the the luthier. Uh, Mm -hmm. Colin Trujillo from No Good Redwood Ramblers. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, His brother Cam, our former K-Hum DJ. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Oh, right. Of course.
2: And uh, Rob Fowler on Mandolin and Britt Smith on Fiddle. And uh, they're um, doing a lot of the same material that the original Fickle Hill did. And uh, there's some rumor that some of the original Fickle Hill guys make Make an appearance. Um, okay, okay. confirmed.
1: Okay. Not con- yeah, oh. No, no, no spoilers, Patrick. Yeah, <laughs>
2: just rumors.
1: Just okay, rumors. Yeah. that's
2: all we're doing here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then at, at six o'clock we have the Yokels
1: coming back. All right. Um, another another festival favorite, Steve, Steve Irwin. Uh, yeah. just One of the the finest performers in Humboldt County music history. He
2: is astounding to me. Uh, yeah. He is—he uh, is just a natural on stage. Uh, he is such a—he uh, makes guitar playing look easy. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: yeah. Glenn, Glenn Nagy playing bass, uh, and I think Paul DeMarc is now taking up the chair in the ah, drums.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So
0: that he is. In this so so character. so
1: once again, Paul DeMarc will play in multiple bands on a, at a Folk Life <laughs> Fest.
0: Uh, that's how it did, the drummers, you know, they always gotta be a yeah. few different things.
1: I think the
2: record is uh seven appearances in a folk life festival. <laughs> um, but that was I think Marla Joy, I think, set that actually playing. Okay, right. oh. yeah.
1: That's she's okay. a good candidate for me. Okay. The...
0: That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. And,
2: and then our final band to rock out the evening. Yeah. Um Making their folk life debut is Barnfire.
1: Um, now, Barn Barnfire, like they just look like they could kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like, like, or yeah, just Turtle by himself. I think is a uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to mess with these people.
2: Yeah, you know, I've gotten to know Turtle a little bit. I played some uh, uh, some tunes with him at the Logger not too long ago. And, okay. Um, he, he's actually um he's kind of a sweet soul but yeah he, he, he just kind of looks like you don't want to mess with him
1: yeah uh, i mean i'm okay. sure he's very nice but the, the the he gives off uh he has a look they yeah. have they, everyone in that band there's it's like you have to you have to look a, a certain part
2: well and, and you know they're they're doing the outlaw country thing i mean they're and doing they're
1: the, doing it yeah well <laughs> and
2: and and uh you know uh the merle haggard and that whole sort of thing and they're doing it well yeah. uh they're doing it with feeling um yeah and uh no i, I think turtle's actually a superb musician i mean i've you know, yeah uh he play. he can play multiple instruments he's a great singer he's got some stage presence uh and um we're um very very excited to have them Close up the day, send everybody home ex- tired and happy. You know, in a, yeah. a good folk life way. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, that 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 yeah. So it sounds, it sounds like you have a you you need to not injure you, you re injure your hip tapping your toe. Yeah, uh, on this in this coming coming week. That's yeah. My, be my, tough. my 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 right toes are okay. My right okay toes yeah. Okay. Stick to the right right toe.
0: Okay, all right.
1: So yeah, so uh I mean yeah, so everyone should uh, head on out to Blue Lake this coming. I thought uh we we might uh pivot a little bit um and you know just just ask you a little bit about you know just like how this past uh two plus years ha- have been for you, you know, like you're someone for who for a lot of years has had to have like a, an understanding of the the various moving pieces of this community um through your work at LCCI and the Humboldt Area Foundation. Um how has how has it been having to to hibernate not you know being out amongst the community uh these past two covet years
2: you know for me surprisingly well um and and a lot of people are surprised at that but you know uh just in, you know in terms of background i moved here in 97 Sort of to hibernate i mean yeah, yeah. Know, <laughs> like, like it's mean, all been was, one long hibernation yeah i mean like I, I had just finished doing 18 years on Wall Street and I was trying to get as far away from Wall Street as I could and still be in the. US and uh, you know found this little sleepy community of Humboldt and thought that um, I would uh, be able to sit and you know play music and write and do things like that and um, and the pandemic actually, um, kind of brought that back to me to some extent so um mm. you know i i have you know i my my big projects during the pandemic was um been working hard on my bluegrass banjo skills okay, okay. Uh, yeah. because we don't have enough bluegrass banjo players around here uh mm. <laughs> oh, and um also uh, i did a, a fair number of uh dobro lessons, um, um,
0: dobro. what do i know
2: yeah. what is what is that a dobro is uh basically a steel lap guitar oh,
0: okay right, All
2: yeah. right. Yeah. You, you sort of has that slide sound to it right yeah.
0: yes yeah
2: um and so you know that you know kept me fairly well occupied you know between that and the dogs and you know things. yeah I, that, you know, I
1: still had Oh, I was going to say. I, I note that you know, perhaps conveniently, the, the the pandemic somewhat coincided with you inching into your retirement from the Humboldt Area Foundation.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good timing on that one. Yeah, it was.
2: It was actually kind of, um, you know, I was working part time, you know, through the first year of it or so, and then, um, you know, I I I'm still, you know, involved in Lost Coast uh, on the business side of things, and so that you know still. Keeps me somewhat engaged. So no, life has been, you know, for me, pretty good. And you know, having um, joined the backseat drivers, that was uh, that was fun. Uh, That has been fun and continues to be fun. Um, And um, we actually have just revived a uh, small bluegrass jam out of Septon Trio on Wednesday nights.
1: Okay, you're part of that. I saw that on the on the calendar that they're doing. Septon uh, Trio just like a like kind of a, like an open folk bluegrass jam kind of thing right
2: yeah I mean we're trying to discourage the Grateful Dead uh, heads from you know coming in and taking over it I mean <laughs> you know, we, we, good
1: luck with that yeah yeah
2: we, we we really do want it you know like we want people who know who Flat and Scruggs were and who Bill Monroe <laughs> was and you know and if you're willing to play that sort of music then yeah you know yeah I, um it, it's it's open and it it's you know been a nice comfortable
1: respectful scene so uh, yeah you, you stick do you stick your head in at the at the foundation uh, every so often?
2: You know, I still give them some advice on um
1: particularly on the investment side of things yeah. uh but I was going to ask you know like from from time to time, uh, you know people will ask me you know like what what is the the humble area foundation and what, what do they do and you know i'll 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 stumble through an answer that i can tell by looking at their face did not help them understand in the slightest what the humble area foundation does like for you know you spent your year, years as the as the head of that organization like for people listening here similarly may wonder maybe you can give just give like a, a brief overview of the, the one that i always fail to give
2: Okay, I'll give it a try without much preparation here. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, essentially, it's a um, uh, the Humboldt Area Foundation is a foundation. It's a place where um, uh, it's a community foundation. So what it does is it uh, it gathers up uh, contributions from multiple people, invests the money, and uses the earnings off the investments to make grants. Uh, to help the community um, so it, it's a um, it's sort of a um, a hybrid of I mean it's a nonprofit uh, all the money goes to support local community groups uh, but what it does is you know particularly uh, most of the major funds come when from when people pass away and they may they leave part or all of their state to support, Um, music to support animals to support you know uh, seniors Um, that money goes into a fund it it, it, the fund is invested for long-term growth Uh, and as the fund grows the the earnings get to be paid back to you know organizations like the senior center and food for people and you know all all the great organizations inc people that uh, we have here in Humboldt County. Mm. Um, okay. And then in addition to that, they do a lot of, you know, um, support work for the nonprofits, uh, helping them, you know, with skills uh, to stay involved, education seminars, um, and, uh, you know, just basically try to stand up in the community for a lot of good causes.
1: So.
2: Mm. What, what, what do you, how, how many years were you uh, ED there? Um, I was executive director for a little over seven, and I stayed on for another year and a half as the uh, head of investments. You yeah. know, they, they're, um, well, the market's been down this year, so, uh, yeah, but today, um, too, yeah. they, they, they were up to about $175 million uh, in total as of uh, the end of last year. So yeah. they're, they're not a small organization.
1: Right. What, and like what, what were some of the things you, you did there that you were most pleased to have played a part in? Ooh. Um,
2: you know, we did a lot of work with open door around, uh, both the, um, Eureka, um, uh, open door and the, also the, um, Fortuna open door yeah. project, uh, actually the Arcata one as well. Um, we also were involved with the, um, uh, the Northern California Indian Development Corporation's redo of the Carson Block Building, yeah. right in Old Town. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked a lot with um, Southern Humboldt Healthcare, helping them um, get qualify for some federal funding uh, that allowed them to uh, be in a position to raise money for their new hospital. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there were there were a lot of things, but you know, a lot of the I mean, you know, there are a lot of big numbers that come out of Humboldt Area Foundation. You know, they give away six, seven million dollars a year, yeah. um, but a lot of it is small stuff. Right. Um, and you know, uh, a lot of scholarships. A lot, you know. Um, while we were there, we got a four million dollar bequest uh, for Native American scholarships, um, which is uh, really. Um, Um, try to work on that and then we we started a conversation around race and equity while we were there um in the community which um you know we did um kind of you know we started before 2016 we started um you know um you know just talking to the community about you know things that we don't talk about like you know the uh, uh genocide of the native american people the um the uh, chasing out of the Chinese people in the uh, early 1900s, um, a lot of the um,
1: inherent racism that you know um, still is felt to some degree around here. Yeah, we've we've had um, you know we've had people from the the Wiyot tribe uh, on this show, and and it's really and they they've noted just like you know in the last few years it seems that you know the 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 conversations have actually. Uh, produced fruit that, that, unlike anything that that they had previously experienced, where you know we are we are acknowledging things uh, widely that we've that we've kind of known about but not not talked about freely. You know, there 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 does seem to be a, a lot of good movement as far as um, you know uh, equity issues in, in in Humboldt.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you you know it's and it's easy for me as a white man to say that. Uh, but I, I do think that um, uh, we still have ways to go uh, mm. uh, on issues. I mean, again, like we're starting to take that lens, um, you know, d- to the folk life festival, as I said yeah, earlier. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, you know, like, all right, what are we doing to be more diverse and more inclusive? You know, and how do mm. we look at that? And uh, we have some work to do there. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Do you think? I
1: mean, would 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 ever? You know, I'm just thinking like the the term the term folk like does it is there is there anything like baked into that term that is that that makes it uh difficult to proceed forward i don't
2: think so i mean i think you know there was um um if you go um there's there's a great speech that Rhiannon giddens gave to the um, international bluegrass music music association mm-hmm. um where she basically talked about you know how do we bring diversity back to
1: bluegrass music that's a good point
2: not not, not that it wasn't there yeah but it was kind of pushed aside um at, at some point in time but if you go back I mean a lot of the early folk music uh was one of the few places where blacks and whites would get together um you know Bill Monroe a lot of his mandolin stuff came from um um, a, a fellow that he studied with and played with as a young man um, who, you know, who was black. Um, a lot of the Carter family tunes were collected by, um, um, oh, I'm blanking on his first name now, but uh, this fellow, Mr. Riddle, who drove him around and showed him where all these people were making music. I mean, a lot of the folk music comes from a culturally diverse place But then it was sort of, um, you know, especially bluegrass and country, um, you know, sanitized into a white format for a while. And so now Mm -hmm. how do you reach out? And I think if you look at some of the uh, bands these days, um, the Native Daughters is one of my favorite, Um, you know, there's just some really great stuff happening, uh, looking at, you know, more diversity and more uh, fusion of yeah. different ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like Andrew kind of mentioned earlier, like folk music can be, a, a, you know, there's also what's considered like the folk music of different, um, you know, nations too, different, of different places, different parts of the world. Like folk kind of has a different meaning genre wise, depending on, on where you are too. And so there are also, you know, can definitely bring uh, uh, other cultures in into it as well
2: yeah and I think it, it's been a method for preserving culture uh, and for you know how traditions get passed down
0: right that's sort of yeah. the the idea of folk music really isn't it kind of it's like story it's the music it's just like the music of the of the people really yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: preserve history through our stories through our songs
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and
2: there was a um, an Irish writer who I can't remember his name either, but he said that the um, the winners write the history and the losers write the songs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, a yeah, downtrodden it was, people yeah. <laughs> often have to re- resort to singing just to have any joy at all. Yeah, yeah. and it's the reason the Irish have so so much music.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Patrick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, uh, so we, you know, we mentioned, you know, Folklife Fest is is one thing in Humboldt that's that's coming to like a post pandemic life. Um, it does feel like right now there's kind of this this measured. Um, hopefulness amongst uh, community leaders right now, you know, maybe they're paid to strike that tone, but like, would you, would you see, what do, what do you see as being like the, the more promising data points uh, in, in Humboldt right now?
2: I think the, from an economic point of view, we've got a lot of um, positive pressures in terms of um, you have Humboldt uh, or Cal Poly Humboldt. Yeah. now um, you have Google, uh, bringing in the fiber optic cable and se- setting up the data center, you have the potential for the fish farm and then the offshore wind projects. Um, you you have a lot of um, you know good paying jobs that are going to be created here. Um, you know I think the the challenge is going to be where we house everybody and how mm-hmm. we can uh, continue to provide affordable housing in this community. I think that's the biggest stumbling block right now and Mm. you know you if you look at you know just the gateway project in arcada uh where they you know um say yeah we could build a bunch of houses and people are like but you're going to destroy the small town Mm -hmm. character of arcada and you know i think we have some grappling to do with that but we can't um unfortunately build a wall and keep everybody out and say you know unfortunately
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. And the,
2: the, the redwood curtain's a little more porous than it was, you know, a few <laughs> years ago with all the airline travel and you know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, know, I I think um I mean I'm optimistic. We still we live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Uh yeah. we have a very special community. We have a, uh, you know, community where it's still sort of small enough that you feel like you can see people you know, no matter where you go. Yeah. Um, how do we preserve that quality of life? Uh, yet, you know, we need better paying jobs for people. We need to you know have people be able to raise a family here. Um, and we need to make sure that they have a place to live. Um, and there's also, you know, there's a lot of um, mental illness. There's a lot of addiction challenges, um, you know, um, to, uh, you know, to put some resources around as well, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in pain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot lot of people without hope. I, 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 my, been my, my diagnosis, just like, it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to you know go to uh, this part-time minimum wage job to afford half an apartment uh for what you know what's 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 the end game there so they, they they'd rather go it their own way
2: yeah no, i i i think it's um it's sad but it's true I, you know a lot of people and and i think you know to some extent as as we've just gotten bigger and as a society we um we we uh we don't watch out for the people on the margins as much as we used to. Yeah. Um and, and I I think, you know, trying to keep in our mind when you see somebody on the streets that that's a human being. Yeah. You know, that, that that's somebody who's, you know, who's suffering and you know, it's not like they're having a great time lying there on the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and um uh, you know and you know and to be able to empathize and have that sort of you know, man, what have you been through that has gotten you to this point? And, you know, how can we help you? And I, I, I hope we get there as a society, um, Yeah, at least, at least as a community more, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, at least are able to, um, uh, you know, get people housed. Um, I think that's the first step, you know, uh, you know, and you know, there is a bunch of, um, hotel conversions and low-income housing that's on the, uh, in the works right now. Yep. Um, you know, particularly in Eureka's got, you know, the, the parking lot conversion brought propositions going. And,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, so hopefully that will help take some, some of the pressure off and allow us to, um, you know, deal with those people. And I think, you know, the, um, um, the acknowledgement of some of the uh, racial trauma over the years uh, can allow some healing uh, for a lot of people as well, and you know, hopefully, um, is allowing you know the Native community to um, uh, prosper more, and, um, you know, and allowing the Latino community to feel like they can live here safely. Um, you know, I, I, think there's a, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done, but,
1: um, So we're, we're, we're getting, um, near about the, the, the time that we, we have for these things, but I was just going to ask, you know, it's, it has been a crazy couple of years. What, what is the, does the next five years look like for you, Patrick? What are you, what are you, going to, what are you going to tackle? I,
2: you know, I think what I'd really like to focus on is, um, you know, expanding some sort of music, um, Education,
1: okay. Uh, yeah,
2: you know, uh, I, I used to call it the folk school. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say the, the, I mean, what, what? Yeah, what is the status of the folk school? Because, yeah, as you say, the folk life society used to have this this this, this school. I don't. Know, did it Did it fall away during pandemic or?
2: It, it fell away a little bit before then. Okay. Um, yeah. We. Um, it, it was a more ambitious project than we were ready for. I mean, uh, you know, again, the folk life society. Our annual budget is probably less than twenty five thousand a year. It uh, yeah. doesn't really allow us to pay for somebody to, you know, coordinate something like that. Uh, yeah. But but I think we're looking at some partnerships with, you know, potentially the Sanctuary, uh, maybe with Humboldt State, with um, uh, Arcata Playhouse. Um, and, you know, find a way to be able to offer free or low price classes, workshops uh, for people to be able to learn how to make music. um you know th- that's where i want to go that's really why i got involved in folk life originally yeah. um you know i think the uh, the festival to some extent can be a distraction from that mission <laughs> uh though so we you know we will have the workshops there as well um yeah. so i think that's where i want to focus um you know i also you know want to continue to improve as a musician uh, i think one thing that um you learn as you um become a better musician is that you can always be a better musician yeah. you know like there, there, there's no end to how you can improve um and i'd love to inspire people to get passionate about it um yeah. and i think there's a lot of op- opportunity so that's that that's where my passion is um
1: yeah.
2: at this point and um
1: you you keep you keep pick, picking up all of these different stringed instruments have you ever considered a horn no 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 interest no, I, at all to i i <laughs>
2: i i i, I have a little bit of blues harmonica <laughs> okay yeah um and i've i've pretty much ruled out playing fiddle um okay the bowing <laughs> is probably yeah. too hard but i i think um you know there, there have been many people who've suggested that i might benefit from focusing As opposed to trying to play six or seven instruments at once. Um,
1: Yeah, but what fun fun is that?
2: I know. (laughs) (laughs) I do play a little piano. uh, That's my. Also a stringed instrument. I was just going to say, you. you Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Technically, you're right, (laughs) Stephanie.
0: Thank you. I know a little bit.
1: Steph knows how a piano works.
0: I, I do. Yeah. I have seen. Do you one. play? <laughs> Not really, but my dad did. He was a, uh, my dad was a piano player.
2: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so I think the key word, Steph, is play. <laughs> I know, I, and I, I say this yeah. to people all the time. Just, you know, like the, the idea of music is to have fun.
1: Yeah. Just hit that thing. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. You know, so like, you know, if you sit down at the keyboard and you, you know, Hit a bunch of notes. Yeah. You play.
0: Well then yeah, yeah, I do. I do play. My two-year-old actually plays the piano the keyboard really well.
1: Plays the hell out of it. Yeah. She does.
0: <laughs> I actually have a great video of her naked playing the keyboard while playing the harmonica as well. And so I'm really, really? uh
1: <laughs> she's, she's ready for the folk life uh street yes, stage at least. She yeah. could do it. <laughs>
2: I think we want her to put her clothes on
0: well i mean maybe maybe maybe. uh but i hope i i really love hearing you talk about you know expanding music education because like i just can't wait until i can start putting her in music classes and dance classes and these things that are just so you know even if you don't really you know go anywhere you know if you don't take it to like a professional level or anything you know just learning to play a little bit of music has so many benefits it seems like and it's such a great thing for kids to get to do and i really look forward to that
2: and i think it builds community yeah it really does i think that you know if you think about some of the the greatest times you've had um there was probably some music involved of
0: course yeah yeah definitely and it's it's a collaborative art form you know it's I mean you do people do play alone too but um you know especially when it comes to something like you know folk music that's not you know it's it's not the kind of thing where we go and and pay money to just watch some masterful you know person play something by themselves it's like it's it's always it's it's about people coming together and Playing music <laughs> together and listening to each other
2: and supporting each other. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you, uh, for those listening, you can watch people come together uh, uh, in Blue Lake this coming week, Thursday, Friday. Saturday three chances to experience the uh, return of the humble folklife festival the
0: triumphant return yeah
1: and uh, again yeah Patrick we, we we thank you for coming in and and, and spreading yeah. your uh, passion for uh, said festival and and the music it presents uh, with us here today oh
2: my pleasure
0: mm. okay well. Thanks again to Patrick Cleary. I hope that we're not fired. Um, <laughs> no, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think which that we part, did okay. Which part, so, which part do you
1: think he was he would fire you over? Though I don't know. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, I don't know. You, my, where you, my, my, the part where my, you were
1: gracious enough to have him on your podcast, uh, right? Well, the part where, talk where I talk about the things that he's passionate about. The part
0: where I wasn't even yeah. sure if I've been to the folk life festival or not. Well, but there I is. It was kind of. But up. I'm definitely you're, planning. You're <laughs> I'm definitely planning to go uh, this coming weekend, probably on Saturday because it's conveniently yeah. free, and also I think it'll just be a fun time to bring the kiddo mm. and get her to exactly. da- dance around in that beautiful little amphitheater and maybe hit the river after or something you know blue lake it's the best i love blue lake i wish that i lived there honestly but it's a little too far from stuff for me but maybe in the future Mm -hmm. anyway (laughs) did you know andrew that today was also the 99th episode of humble holding up
1: yeah i did know that
0: we've been doing this for a while man we need to... Only nine weeks. <laughs> Plus, plus the
1: weeks we slacked off
0: uh, Yes, exactly <laughs> The podcast that has managed to do 99 shows in like 200 weeks uh, <laughs> And no. yeah uh, But we're going to have to get Something really special for our 100th episode So you won't want to miss that what?
1: Why was, Well, don't put, put that pressure on it's just Oh, another, well, okay, I sort of don't know show. But
0: I just want to make sure people listen You know, it's a 100th episode You gotta, you gotta All right. listen
1: Yeah, alright do that people.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll, All right, we'll see you next
1: week. We're in, something crazy is going to happen. All right,
0: Once again, we want to remind our listeners that humble holding up is generously sponsored by the North coast co-op, you know, as somebody who lives in Arcata and works in old town, I spend an awful lot of time going to the co-op both for my grocery shopping and lunch eating needs. Yeah. What about you, Goff?
1: Well, I mentioned the salad, but the other thing <laughs> I get often is the, uh, I get the, the the sushi, you know, they got the, the sushi oh, yeah, yeah. stand there. And I, I go and I'll get the, the 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 Poke Bowl. You ever had the Poke Bowl?
0: Oh, yeah. I love the pokeball, And I also oh. love the, the popcorn tofu. That's a, that's a fan favorite. I'm told very popular in, in Humboldt County, they refer to it as hippie crack. <laughs> Am I not you heard to it here first.
1: <laughs> no, I think it's great. I think uh, you've, you've personalized the product and uh, everybody's going to rush down to the North coast co-op to get that hippie crack.
0: That's right. Check out the North coast co-op, a Humboldt's organic community owned grocery store since 1973. Mike, off you're like kind of a, a gardener or like a landscaper of sorts, aren't you? <laughs> you I have boats. <laughs> okay, well, a lot of folks in Humble County are, and uh, for those people, a great place to go check out is Humble Hydroponics. Yeah, you know, this, yeah, they're over they're... on 1302 Union Street in Eureka,
1: that's by Broadway Cinema.
0: Yes, that is that is right. And and these guys are very knowledgeable, their staff, they're familiar with Humboldt's climate, so they can help you with your your indoor and outdoor growing needs, whatever those may be. They got mm. lighting, soils, pH solutions, fans, trays, all that, all that stuff. Well, yeah. that's, you know, you know, this. handy. exactly so you got to check them out they're they're locally owned and operated
1: now if I buy a big old uh, uh, bag of of soil or or whatnot do I am I going to have to haul that myself the, like, I got, like put it in my truck myself i mean is, is what i'm getting at there
0: if, if, if you feel like you want to do that to help get some muscles then you can yeah. but no you don't have to do that that's the one of the other great things about humble hydroponics yeah. is the staff will will help you load up your truck they'll even help with a curbside pickup you know if you need if you want to do that okay. just give them okay. a call give them a call to to figure out how they can help you it's 707-443-4304.
1: Humble Hydroponics, helping you with all
2: your growing needs.